Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30, Chad. 135 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with Derek Scott joining you in Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50-plus years. Royal Pizza has 15 Edmonton and area locations, four in Calgary, one in Red Deer. You can go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. The meat lovers is also popular. So, too, is the vegetarian. Still making it great, Royal Pizza. As we go to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, to our next guest, he's our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the... Best, it is the best. What do you mean it just might be? It's the best. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We're going to go to the world's toughest vegan. We welcome back to the show uh, the former heavyweight champ, the NHL, Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, George LaRock. Hello, George. How you doing? Man, I'm good. It's been a while. Happy New Year's to you and all the listeners. Yes, thank you. Thanks a lot. It's been a couple weeks. Uh... The uh, George, let me ask you this. You played in the league a long time. You played on some good teams. Pittsburgh was good when you were there. They're starting to turn the corner. Uh, the Oilers went to the final in 06, maybe a little bit of a surprise. In an 82-game season, do you have nights where your team just doesn't have it? Yeah, and that happens. It's normal. You know, you, 82 games in a season and with the traveling and everything, sometimes it just doesn't work, even if you have the best player in the world. And it's normal. It's, it's, phys- it's physical. Hockey is so physical that sometimes there's mental fatigue and, and guys are fatigued, and, and, and it's so demanding that uh, it's just normal. And that's why the season is so long. And, uh, you know, in a season, you just try to have not too many of these nights, but sometimes there's just things that you can control. It's just like sometimes, Bob, this game that you win, that you didn't deserve to win, and this game you should have won that you deserve to lose. So, you know, hockey, that's the way it is. It's just that, you know, you always have to keep, like, work hard because the odds are going to be in your favor if you have talent and you have 20 guys pushing the right direction that are playing really hard every night. Uh, you know, the odds are you're going to win more than you're going to lose. But but sometimes there's just things that are just inevitable, and people just have to understand that. You know, George, it's interesting because last night, I, I, like natural statric had the scoring chances, the A-grade scoring chances, like a 13-6 to six for Edmonton. 
I didn't think that it was that dominant for Edmonton 5v5, 5-on-5. And, you know, Corpusello ended up being the first star. He'd historically not played well against Edmonton. I, th- I didn't think the orders were sharp. You know what I mean? And, and they missed yeah. some chances. But, you know, there's that's another factor is you do get goalie. I don't even know if he stole one last night or the Oilers just didn't put away their opportunities. I guess that's part of the equation as well. Yeah, but, you know, like, every time the Oilers play, like, Columbus, they should beat them. And, and we know there that. It, and it's normal. But, you know, sometimes, you, you, don't you see this happening all the time? An easy team, oh, Connor should rack up four or five points. They're not good. And it's, those are the teams that are the hardest to play against because sometimes you play down to their level. And then when you play a tough team, you, you're revved up to it. You have to bring up your, your A game. And then you play harder and you beat them. That happens all the time. Same thing with Montreal. How does Montreal play Toronto? They beat Toronto with everyone that is hurt. And they play a bad team and then they lose after. You know, it's crazy how sometimes when you expect your team that should have it easy. And it's the opposite that happens. George, you played it like when you guys used to play like Dallas in the playoffs. You'd try to get in, I don't know, 100 hits as a team. I mean, it was a, there was way more hitting back then. It's a different experience in Edmonton in the playoffs than the regular season. Like the fans, the fans in the in the playoffs, I think, help motivate the Oilers. I mean, they're on, but in the regular season, and I'm not saying that it's on the fans to do that. It's on the players to bring yeah, the energy. You know, the the thing, Bob, you bring a really good point, and th- this is something that it'd be really good to, for the players to hear this, what I'm saying right now, because I don't think that they know. Playoff hockey is hitting. Hitting is what brings the crowds into another world. It's good to have talent and everything, but if you want to get the crowd going, because when the crowd gets going, that's what gives you momentum. Edmonton is a blue-collar town. People come, they paint their face, they come, and it's a workout when in a playoff game because they're screaming, they're yelling, and they're spending as much energy as a player on the ice. The only way you get that energy going throughout the match is with hitting. When you score the odd goal there and there, yes, of course, they're going to like it, they're going to cheer, but the hitting gets the crowd to go wild, and when they do, it is over. And I always go back to the example in 2006. But the reason why we went this far, partially, is not just because of the team and we have an amazing captain, Gator, and everything, but it's because of our physical play. We were so physical that the crowd was going, they were so loud, it gave us so much energy. Didn't want to play in our building. If you only play with skills in the playoff, you're not going to be able to use the energy of the crowd because hitting is what gets crowds out of their seat. That's why we, all, we often say playoff hockey is different. That's why you need physical players. You, that's where it's physical guys, they shine sometimes. And that's when you want to have success. And Edmonton is a city that is built to have a team that is physical in a playoff like out physically other teams and and playing much harder and that way you're going to win that's all i think that's what the others needs to do to win not just true skills but everybody needs to raise those physical game up to give themselves a chance yeah well and it was it was a little quiet in there last night now they miss evander kane because he gives them something when he's in ironically george the forward that's got the most hits is yes 
uh, for Edmonton. They, then they miss Yamamoto a little bit as well. But, kind but of... Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example, Bob. Okay, give me an example. Connor is the best player in the world, okay? Yeah. If Connor goes in one shift, he finishes two body check with the speed that he has, what do you think is going to happen? If Connor does that, something that is out of character, people are going to follow through. Jason Smith, when he was a captain, he takes everyone's head off. And when he did that, we all wanted to do it. Rafi Torres did it. I did it. Ethan Murrow did it. We followed the captain. The captain also had to lead the way. And Connor is the best player in the world. There's no doubt about it. And, and there's no one even closer to him. But if he brings, sometimes it surprises people with a hit or two to inspire his teammates to say, you know what? Sometimes you do things out of character to show everyone, oh, look at Connor. He's really phys- he's adding uh, a physical part of his uh, game to inspire us to keep going. You see a captain do that. Your captain that make that helps you win every night because he's scoring highlight goal coast to coast. Every player on the team, you're putting pressure on them to be like, you know what, guys, finish your body because yes, you'll throw two big hits. He's gonna go back of carrying the team with his scoring, but the rest of the guys gonna carry that momentum and go. Physically, and that's why sometimes you look at teams why they win. Each game, you look at guys that had done stuff out of character. Look at look at the Gimline when he fought Le Cavalier. They don't like. Why did they do that? Because the level of intensity was so high. They were the leaders, and they wanted to, they wanted to rev up their team. It's not their job to fight, but sometimes you have to do things out of character to inspire your teammates. And if you inspire your teammates, that's how you win the cup. It's funny you mention that, George, because last night, Connor, behind the play, finished a check on Eric Gabranson, and he hit him hard, and it got Gabranson in the lower body. And Gabranson, who's his t- he's a big, tough man, you know that. He was yeah. stunned McDavid hit him, but it was a subtle hit. And I think till the playoffs in 2017, the Oilers were playing the Sharks, and McDavid flattened. Oh, it was the guy, uh, Jack Michaels, my play-by-play partner, loved. He's not in the NHL anymore, but he just flattened this guy on San Jose. Just caught him clean. And the San Jose, and it's always Logan Couture. He's always the guy that he gets most upset. And he was yeah. screaming because it, it was interference. Like, he hit him. The guy didn't have the puck, and McDavid finished the hit three seconds after he, you know, but back then you could hit a guy three seconds, you know, a couple seconds after he's made the pass. Exactly. And the crowd went. It's like Cassian, the game that he had in here against San Jose in game two. He destroyed. He actually got Couture. And uh, I think he got Matt Irwin in the first period, or one of their guys in the first period, just crushed him, and the crowd went crazy. George, yeah. they loved and it. And you know, and you know, Bob in Edmonton, um, there's nothing better, and that brings the crowd even, as loud as a crushing legal hit. Marcus Sorensen. Thanks. To the Oilers GM has texted the show. It was Marcus Sorensen that yeah. uh, that uh, Connor just pasted with an open ice hit. So yeah, there you go. So, and, and you know, you know, like, that's why I'm attending it. So it could be, we like, I'm not saying that the Oilers should do this, that do this, but bring the physical part in a playoff in your building and you get to get the crowd rolling because there's a couple of games that I went there, Bob, and against Calgary, and I know the battle of Alberta is not like it used to be because 
guys work out together and talk to one another at the red line while they're stretching, which I don't understand. <laughs> but sometimes you hear a fly like flying in in a stadium because there's no there's no hitting, there's nothing, and you're playing Calgary. Um, if you want to win, if you want to make it home being home ice advantage, get the crowd going. Well, you can make an argument, George, that in the regular, in the playoffs, everybody hits. So it does get ratcheted up. But the point is, that, like you watch Boston play right now, they're a physical team. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, this text comes in from JP. Says, Bob, you nailed it about Ryan McLeod. He was taking the path of least resistance all night. Somebody needs to correct this because in the playoffs, he's destined for the press box. You got to be all in. You got you, you to be uh, physically competitive. And, and I don't mean to pick on Ryan McLeod because Ryan's got a chance to be a, a legitimate third-line center in the NHL. But he had a quiet night last night because he wasn't physically engaged. George, the Montreal Canadiens, now they've got Cole Caulfield out, Gallagher's out, Caden Gooley, who was the best of those first-rounders from the Edmonton Oil Kings last year. He's out for a while. Um, who else is out of the lineup? You know, Slavkovsky's out, but I don't know if it's a bad thing because, you know, he, he was not doing so well. Um, you know, like... Armia's out, Drouin is out, everybody's out, nobody's in a rush to be back in. And to be honest with you, uh, the other day, uh, the GM Hughes was talking about how uh, they just have to find balance between winning and losing, and it was not the big of a deal if the team was losing. So we know that the season is done, and uh, they're hoping to have the best pick possible. Florida doesn't look like they're going to be making the playoffs. Can so. you imagine that? They didn't lottery oh, protect. They didn't lottery protect that pick. Man, but but you know, again, Florida did so good last year. They never thought that they'd be battling for a playoff spot. That's right for Huberto. Um, you know, Ketchuk is better than Huberto, but how come that team is struggling so much? I don't understand it. But now Montreal has really good chance to get top picks because of two choice. That's what they're focusing in right now because the sad thing with Montreal is all the veteran guys like Dwayne, Dadanov, Armia, Hoffman, all of these guys, they thought that they're going to be able to trade them at the deadline to get a first or second round pick. Uh, they, they won't be able to get rid of anyone, man. There's no way. These guys, the way they've been playing, there's, I don't see any teams going to look into the, these guys and say, I need this guy to help me to help myself win the Stanley Cup. They've been playing so bad right now. It's bad. And, and I'm telling you right now, Edmonton, don't touch any abs player, any veteran guys. So you, you're, you're telling the listeners right now the Oilers should not be in on Joel Edmondson. No. Joel Edmondson, 
Uh, okay, and, and, and this is no word of a lie. His, his back is done. He's got herniated problem in his back. He has ice pack in his back all the time. He slowed down the lock. It's a big disappointment because not that he doesn't want to, but physically he just can't do it anymore. Uh, we Often he's seen getting treatment on his back, and, you know, he, he just can't do it. So the, don't go there. The others, they cannot go there and stuff. I want you guys to win the cup. I don't want you guys to slow down to get a hog uh times a hundred times slower. You don't want to have that because it's it's just it, it, it's health caught up to him. Yeah. And you know I don't know if he's going to be as interested for a team. And if a team doesn't get him, they're not going to give that much because I think he's done. Well, it was and, it was actually George. It was actually the twenty the the twenty the first round pick in twenty twenty three that you mentioned that the the Canadians have from Florida. That's from the Ben Sherratt trade. They've got the 2025 from Florida as part of the Matthew Kachuk, or sorry, the Sean Monahan deal that was sent from Florida to Calgary for Matthew Kachuk. And then the Canadians got the 2025 from Florida as part of the, the when they took Monahan's contract. So they've got and, and two, you know they can have two Florida number ones in the next two couple of years here. And, and you know what's crazy with Monaghan is Monaghan was doing so good that he looked like he was going to be traded for a first-rounder. Now he's hurt. So yeah. hey, now I... when he gets back, it's going to be a second-rounder. But Colorado looked really interested in him. So uh, he's going to go at the deadline. He's the only guy that will be attracting guys, depending on you know how he comes back for his injury. But... He's the only veteran that they could get something in return hey, for. One more for you, George, and then we got we, we got about a minute. Uh, how's the Kirby Doc trade working out for the Montreal Canadiens? You know, you were right when you talked about Kirby Doc. How you say you really liked him because I know in, in Chicago they couldn't figure it out. Um, you know, like how to get him to be, to produce, but his confidence skyrocket in, in Montreal. He's going to have 50 points this year. Now he's back at center after being in the wing for part of the season with yep. Jane Cofield. He's beautiful at center, skating, hitting, making plays, scoring. Uh, what a trade. And Romanov, they were able to let him go because of Jackai that brings the physical element yep. that Romanov did, and Jackai could drop the glove. But, man, Kirby Doc is going to be part of the future of this team for a long time because he's a hard player. You were 100% right. He's very good. And when you guys will play him, you'll see he's not the same player that he was when he was in Chicago he was good in here in the bubble and that for me was the clincher right like because he was going up against McDavid they had Taze and they had Doc as their second line center he went up George he has just as an FYI so his brother Colton is with Seattle he's was on Team Canada he has a cousin that is a at how big were you at uh, 14 do you recall how tall you were at 14 yeah 14 I was about 6 to 210 this kid is six foot four and 195 pounds. He'll probably be the number one or number two pick in the WHL Bantam draft. His name's Keaton Verhoff. It's his cousin. Whoa. And he skated with the Docs and uh, what's his face, Hagel. And they didn't, the Docs didn't tell Hagel how old he was last year when he was playing against him. And he stripped him a couple times, I guess. And Hagel was in shock when he found out the kid was 13 at the time. He's, 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 this guy's going to, right shot defenseman, George. Uh, where did you go in the Quebec draft, by the way? What round of the Quebec draft did you go in? I went in the fifth round because I was drafting underage. I was drafted at 16 years old. You were allowed to draft guys at 15 years old in the top five. So I was drafted a year earlier than a normal year. 
Like, if I would have been drafted the year after, I probably would have been in the first, but they drafted me earlier. Yeah. So, uh, well, you won right a Memorial Cup in the right Quebec League. You were, and you were a second-round NHL draft. Hey, George, awesome stuff. Thanks for joining us, okay? Anytime, brother. Thank you. You bet. That is Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, George LaRocque. He's our Oilers now headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. You heard him say he does, buyer beware on Joel Edmondson because of the back issues. That's interesting. Uh, let's go to this day in Oilers history. It's a pretty obvious one. It is brought to you by New West Travel. You can travel to California this April to see the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. You can reach out for more information at newwesttravel.com. On this date in uh, 1961, the great one, Wayne Gretzky was born. Now 62 years of age, he still holds roughly 60 NHL records. And let me tell you something. Uh, Wayne uh, came back in the Oilers organization in the fall of 2016 in a uh, vice president role. He traveled with the team a fair amount in 16, 17, 17, 18, 18, 19, uh, and 19, 20 before the pandemic hit. And... You can always read a lot about, you know, judge character and people and how they treat others. And one thing about Wayne, it didn't matter if it was uh, uh, Connor McDavid or Eric Greiber or Bob Stoffer or Jeff Lang, who does a great job as the equipment guy. He treated everybody the same, pure gold. And anybody who's ever dealt with him would tell you that as great a player as he is, even a greater guy, great guy to deal with over the years. Uh, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, turned 62 today. Not bad. Tomorrow... For Abe's Door Service, Elliot Friedman will join us. On order. We'll ask him. Buyers or sellers market coming up the NHL trade deadline. We'll ask John Shannon from Legacy Heating and Cooling, who normally does the show on Thursdays. He's going to join us tomorrow and get his thoughts on that as well. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, followed by Angela Coquat today from 2 to 3, and then the 6.30 chat afternoons from Jalen and I, 3 to 6. Special thanks to Derek Scott for pinch hitting the last couple days. And to you, the callers and texters into uh, the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, the Ashley Fine Floors text line for joining us in our interactive elements to the show. Back at you at noon tomorrow, live from Rogers Place.